Hey, hey, this is Dr. Kavita Sun. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This podcast is about emotions, psychology, and relationships. Every week, I'll be sharing real-life tools to help you build self-awareness, a better relationship with yourself, and more fulfilling relationships with the people that matter to you. Listen, this is the foundation on which the rest of your life is built. So let's take the time to get it right. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome, welcome to our podcast listeners. Happy Thursday again. I'm actually recording this on a Friday, but I'm going to be talking to you on a Thursday. And so it's become one of my favorite days of the week now. Um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm so glad to be connecting with you right at this moment. And if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, welcome again. If you're new, welcome for the first time. We are passionate here about sharing tools for emotional mastery and using those tools to heal ourselves and heal our relationships. Um, because I learned the hard way that we are the foundation for everything else we create in our lives. It took me way too long to learn that. So I want to share that as quickly as possible and as often as possible with our podcast family. And today I have a super special, special episode. This is something we've been meaning to do and trying to pull together for weeks. Um, we have Dr. Erica Bove with us today. She is someone that, um, well, you'll learn, you'll, you'll, you'll fall in love with her as I have. She is uh, a dear, dear friend, someone who I met a few years ago, actually, when she became one of our clients inside of our HYR program. And we, our friendship has only deepened over the last few years. We've never met in person, which is a big joke because I feel like she's one of my inner circle members. <laughs> yes. And um, I wanted to bring her on and share her journey from her perspective and sort of how the whole work evolved and where she is now and all the things. So welcome, Erica. Oh my goodness, Kavita, that's such a kind introduction. And, and it just truly, I cannot express my joy and my gratitude for being on your podcast today. And the funny thing is, by the time this airs, we actually will have met in person because we have plans to meet that's right. in the very, very near future. And so future. Very near future. And, uh, you know, it's just, I feel like we've met, you know, in person, but it's it's amazing the connections that can happen when you connect on a soul level that the, the physical space is not always, is often not, not necessary. So, um, so yes, it's, it's an honor to be here. And I, I'm really excited to share some of my journey, sort of meeting you, falling in love with you as well, and uh, just how the, my whole life has changed for the better. Gosh. Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about sort of what you do, who you are, how you came sure. to stumble upon. I think it was a Facebook post. Tell me yeah. things from way back then. Okay. Well, I, I did, did I ever tell you this, that I went to medical school to become a psychiatrist? I did not know that. I didn't think you knew that. No, no, no. So I, 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 this is another reason I feel we are on the same. I was like passionate about psychiatry and the mind and the human spirit because, you know, sort of short version of my childhood is that, you know, I, you know, came from a very supportive family, small town, uh, you know, sort of very fortunate in many respects compared to other people. And, uh, you know, was a competitive athlete. Unknowingly to myself, unfortunately, developed a terrible eating disorder uh, in high school as I was running competitively and got to college and was really looking for some answers. And so 
I started the journey of healing myself really when I started digging myself out of that addiction, um, which, you know, and now we have, you know, intensive outpatient programs. At that time, I really made my own, you know, intensive outpatient program with individual therapy, group therapy, which was uh, wonderful. I joined a spiritually based uh, program called A Life Uncommon, which I shortly became a group leader of that. I, I don't even think we talked about that. I'll share that at some other point, but um, but it was just all new to me. What? I know. <laughs> we are many layers, my friend. We are many layers. I just, that hasn't come up. Um, so during that time, obviously I was in college and I was a great books major and I just was passionate about all the, who are we as human beings and, and all of that. And uh, I also thought about seriously, you know, doing my, going to medical school. I, my father is a physician. My mother's a nurse, uh, you know, sort of very comfortable for me. I could see the way my father was able to help people in, in his career. Very gratifying, meaningful work in a small town. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, I really do think a career in medicine sounds like something I want to pursue. Um, and I want to become a psychiatrist to cure the world of eating disorders. That was my that was my goal. Uh, as you know, that is a very lofty goal. <laughs> I don't want to go. And it makes sense or how, how you're yeah. doing the world. That's right. And so, you know, I think that I really started the healing journey then when I started to question, well, how did I fall into this trap? And how did I get myself out? And what is worthiness? And what is inadequacy? And what is, uh, you know, I, I felt truly par- like, a, like a person who had been paralyzed, you know, having to learn how to eat again and all the body image stuff, but it was it was not even just the actions. It was who am I at my core? Where does my value come from? And who am I in relationship to other people? And that, you know, I started to have to challenge a lot of those things at that time. And so that was really my first renaissance, so to speak, uh, to 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 start reaching and digging and all of those things. And then I got into medical school and kind of buried my head into the ground of medical school. I mean Wonderful, wonderful time, but uh, you know there wasn't a lot of time for self reflection. No, so wow. <laughs> so you know, and then I I got married and like all sorts of things. And so, um, when I got to medical school, I was on my psychiatry rotations and I liked them, but I didn't love them. And I got to my OBGYN rotations and like time did not exist. Wow, I just it didn't it didn't even I just I just loved working with my hands. I love working with women. I loved. Infertility, I didn't know at that time I'd be able to do what I wanted to. Thankfully, I was, but I didn't know. I, I called myself young hopeful. Um, and, you know, within OBGYN, there is a lot of attention that you can spend with women in their menstrual cycles. And especially if women are not, you know, they're athletes, uh, eating disorders, all of that. There is a huge space for that. And so that's where my career went. I, you know, went to New York City for my residency at Columbia. And then I matched at the University of Michigan for my fellowship you know, thankfully, wonderful training, and then stayed in Michigan for a few years, uh, you know, had children, one in New York City, one in Michigan, and then uh, actually got divorced and then moved back to the East Coast to be closer to my family. And so as I finished training, you know, a lot of things had kind of accumulated and realized I was in a very loveless marriage uh, and infidelity and all sorts of things that as a Catholic person growing up, like wasn't even in my worldview to think that this would happen. And so moved cross country, got divorced, started a new, new job. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, this is my chance to start over, started a new relationship. And then as these new things were happening, I still felt like I was repeating the same patterns over and over again. And 
I wasn't the parent I wanted to be. You know, I and that's actually how I got into coaching was as uh, I, I started parenting coaching, which was just hugely impactful for me. And then I, you know, just found your work uh, online on Facebook and really started to I felt that you just saw into my soul very quickly. And I remember just being obsessed with your videos on Facebook. And then at the end, it's like, well, if you think that working with Dr. Kavitha would be a good idea, you know, you'll have a one-on-one call. And so I think, you know, I remember I was in my apartment in, in Albany and uh, I remember talking to you that day and you said to me, uh, this is, this is, I, I, I see your unanswerable question. At that point, I was like, I don't even know what an unanswerable question is, let alone what is it, right? Um, so you kind of explained everybody has this question that comes up over and over and over again in life's challenges. And, uh, you know, the point is not to answer the question because that's not even the point. The point is why does the question exist in the first place? Yes. And how can we start to heal so that that pain that emerges every time that question comes up, you know, it lessens and is transformed. Really, it's not about numbing the pain. It's about transforming the pain to some better existence, right? Yes. So you said to me, you know, I see that your unanswerable question is this tension between connection and authentic self-expression. Yes. And I had to think about that because I was like, you know, I don't really know what that means. But at the time I was like, you know, in a relationship and I was like, I just need more yoga. I just need one more night to myself. I just need, I was like, just um, like, just very fiercely curving out, you know, space. And you said to me, more. <laughs> I laugh when I think about it. You said, you know, Erica, more yoga is actually not going to help you. <laughs> like you said, I know one more night. You said you said one more night apart is not going to help you. It's it's really learning how to coexist with yourself with another person and not have to navigate these extremes of oh goodness, I'm starting to get too close. I have to fiercely carve out time or you know, this sort of very violent back and forth because I couldn't be comfortable with myself. And I didn't even know myself. So, uh, you know, when I started to feel suffocated, it was like, whoa, 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 who am I? And, you know, I need to carve out this this space. And so through our future work together, you know, I've actually come to understand where those questions might come from and that they're not, you know, always in tension with each other. If I can connect with myself, then I don't need to, you know, so dramatically go to the other way um they can they can coexist actually quite beautifully but it, it's that journey that comes up for me you know through these challenges and 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 that's that that deep understanding that nobody had ever articulated before i was like i don't know how i don't know when i don't know you know all those things but i have to work with kavitha i just felt called at that point i said we are we're going to work together and this is she's going to be a very crucial person in my life oh my gosh Everything, uh, I I don't have very good memory, typically. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and oftentimes my siblings will be like, remember when this happened? I'm like, huh? Um, so when you actually shared this, I, I I felt myself back. I remember the conversation. I remember the unanswerable question. I actually remember you saying, you know, I right now, I, something like right now, we spend three nights apart and four nights together. But I think if I had four nights apart and... <laughs> But I remember, I do remember saying, I don't think that's the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, you know, that relationship ended. And remember, I reached out to you as that relationship was ending to be like, phone a friend, you know, breakups are not easy. How can I phrase things? And then, um, and then your, the opportunity came up to work with you with the Heal Your Relationships group. And it was, it was a funny time because COVID had just started and I was not receiving a paycheck. And I was like, how am I going to pay? 
like all these sorts of, of, of unknowns. But then, you know, really deep in my heart, I thought, okay, well, you know, I figured out my car, I figured out my apartment, you know, like all the things you think about that you yeah. figure out in life, childcare. And so I figured it out and we started working together and then things just started to make sense. I don't think I knew that you didn't have a paycheck at that yeah. time either. That's also, yeah. So you yeah. had to um, yeah. juggle and work through that fear and yeah. that sort of our intention and tendency to postpone our own growth and, and so. Right, right. Because I think, I mean, sometimes people say to me, like, I really want to do this, but, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I think that sometimes the, there are certain things that are absolutes and they really like, you know, we really cannot, we have to focus on one thing at a time. But I think sometimes we can use those things as, you know, sort of excuses so is so that we do not need to shine a light on the parts that are, um, you know, most painful to us. Um, but I always think of like the whack-a-mole at the fair. Like if you don't pay attention to one thing once, it's just going to pop up again in, in a different way. And so really it's about this path, this path, this journey of figuring out who you are, you know, why you do what you do, how you love. I mean, how you love, how you how you don't love and and how you can love let the love in you know how you can be the person you want to be in love with yourself and love with the people in your life and how to nurture those those very special relationships my gosh i couldn't have said it better i often think about the roomy quote that you don't need to learn love you just need to find the obstacles to it and you know i see people including myself for a long time, I thought that something was wrong with me and I had to somehow be a different person. And it turned out that I already knew I just needed somebody to show me how to let go of all the painful defenses that I'd built up over time to survive. That's right. That's right. And I was just listening to a podcast this week, Glennon Doyle, you know, talked about Abby, her wife, and how Abby's journey to being loved. You must listen to it. So good. I haven't. She talked about that yet. Yeah. Oh, I'll send you the link. But she talks about how because she was so guarded herself, she could not love fully. It was that, you know, she always looked at it as this unrequited love. But it was really until she let go of certain things, she could not fully embrace that. And And that's, you know, that's what I'm finding myself is that. It, sometimes it is scary and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's uncomfortable. But as you taught me, and as one of our mantras is discomfort in this in the service of growth. Yes, discomfort in the service of growth. That's right. There is discomfort either way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and our and for our children, I mean, you know, I shared I have two children. You just met them. Uh, they believe you're real now, not just that <laughs> I am <laughs> a pre-recorded YouTube video. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I really want to show them, you know, a, a beautiful way. And I mean, obviously that started with my parents and their parents and all of this, right? We we build on the, the generations. You know, there are certain ways that I want them to be able to give and receive love. And, and even generationally, like some things didn't even exist one or two generations ago and how we understand the brain and yeah. biology and, and, and empathy and so many things. And so... We're all evolving, and that's so beautiful to me because, like you say, you know, I I want to leave a legacy I'm proud of, and when I look at all of my accomplishments and everything, truly, that is the most important to me is that I can give my children that gift that they can navigate their lives, navigate their love and their relationships in a way where they can be fully themselves. 
Oh my gosh, I cannot agree more. I mean, there's so much evidence now about how that's not just a nice to have. That is the very foundation of actually success in every other sphere, including your career, including your marriage, including their parenting of your grandchildren someday. Right? All of that comes from this. It's not a nice to have. It's it's a must have. It's like breathing. That's right. That's yeah. absolutely right. Amazing. So you um, figured it out, and through our conversations, you ended up. Jo- I think it was 2020. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. Yes. And you were in one of our HYR groups. Tell Hunter about that journey from your perspective. How was it to go through that? Your cohort. I know you guys. Oh my touch. <laughs> So, you know, like some people, they like to go bungee jumping in their free time, you know, like when I found your course, it was Friday nights, I remember. And it was, you know, it's a little tricky sometimes because, you know, now I'm at divorce, so I have my children by myself sometimes. So I figured out how to occupy them and steal myself away and all of that. I felt like going to your Friday night courses, that class with the other members and you, it was like bungee jump. It was like, it was my version of bungee jumping. It was my version of like, what's the most fun thing you can conjure up to do? And go do that on a Friday night. And like there was like, as you call home play, not homework, home play, because they were actually playing, not doing work. Um, I, I just loved the homework, home play that that we were assigned. And I had this amazing accountability partner uh, who we still keep in touch and, you know, just encouraging each other. And I just it was like, you know, sometimes when you can only do that one fun thing, you're working hard, you're parenting, you're all that big. You're like, if I can just steal away and like get to like do the the journaling prompts or whatever it was it was just so so fun like that's the thing is sometimes I think people think like oh here I am I'm gonna go through this eight-week thing and I'm gonna you know like drag myself along and I'm gonna you know but but it's not that it's like this is a gift that I gave myself and a way that I could have fun and like you know a lot of us are these lifelong learners and you know how much fun to learn about yourself to learn about your past in a different light to start to heal different traumas and like you say it's not always big t trauma sometimes it's little t trauma but those add up and they influence us and they affect our present right in our future and so starting to understand that more certain themes in my life i had never put together like just just these like like amazing awe-inspiring moments where just like things all came together like like the universe was speaking to me and but but very straight in a very straight not in a complicated way but in a like these are the four themes of your life and this is how they come up in this context and this is how they come up in that context and now you now that you see them you can start to unpack them and the you know this concept one of the other concepts of the HYR course is these inner and outer resources and that you can envision these people in your lives when you felt protected or you felt their wisdom or their nurturing uh, the safety, and you can channel that and truly rewire the nervous system. And that is not something I had ever done before, but and it's free. You know, you, you all you have to do is conjure up, you know, this 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 beautiful person who's meant something to you, and 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 that's just one example of many. But that's these are the ways that I started by at a cellular level, I started to change. And so it's like the how you feel in your body, how you relate to others. And then at times these massive, like, like, you know, not to be religious, like, like very spiritually powerful, you know, messages that, that come or came to me at least very powerfully. It's like all of it. Wow. 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 Yes. Um, Sometimes I joke that this is the closest I'll ever get to being a neurosurgeon because 
<laughs> these things actually do change like they that is neuroplasticity yeah it, I, I mean i if i can do it anyone can do it like i i could not that's, that's right ease of being in a relationship that's that's what i see the simplicity i mean that's the beauty in it is it's very accessible and very relatable it's not some sort of esoteric theoretical thing you know it's it's just every day day to day noticing and um it's just it's just beautiful so that's yes i joined hyr and you know i just i loved it i felt the journey and then when i was done with hyr i didn't really want to stop because i was like okay well you know i'm on this path and i've learned so much and and i I think i think at that point i had all the building blocks and the tools Mm -hmm. but and especially with our conversations i said you know i don't want this just to be a habit Yes. that I've gotten good at. I want this to become my way of life, right? Um, so so then I decided to sign up for Mastery with you. And that was just another amazing experience. And that was longer, you know, that was more of a, like a commitment of longer time. Um, and my mother was involved because she helped me, you know, take care of my children. So you, know, you do have to kind of sometimes get creative with these things. But if you're motivated to have this kind of change, as I really was, I knew it's what I needed, you know, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And so I did that. And then throughout mastery, realized I wanted to become a life coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I say I drank the coaching Kool-Aid at that point. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very happy when you first said that, because I was just, I remember saying, Erica, you will, you would be fantastic at this. Like, you should definitely do it when you said, I feel like maybe there's a calling within me to do this. So, yeah. So you finish HYR, you finish mastery, you you started recognizing this calling. And then there were, I, I remember there were a few weeks or maybe a few months, two or three months where you were trying yeah. to figure out how and where and what and whether it's actually practical and all of these things. And then what yep. happened? So then, so then... Let's see. I mean, my, you know, my relationship journey is kind of intertwined with this. So I was in a relationship at that point and, you know, things were going well. And I found that I was able to use the tools of HYR in that relationship in a way that I'd never had before. So I felt like that was evolving. And, you know, I, I felt like when a conflict would come, I would then go to my journal. Right. And I would say, like, I'd, ha- I'd think really hard. I'd say, OK, well, you know, I know what to do and I'm going to go through the steps and like in a very methodical way, I was practicing. Yes. Right. But I wanted more structure than that. I didn't want to just say like, okay, well, I'm going to be reactive. So if there's a conflict, I'm then going to like, you know, focus, you know, all my brain power and do it. I want to make regular space in my life to make these tools more second nature. Um, And like you say, I mean, it doesn't feel natural at first. Nothing feels natural at first. It's like just any new skill that we learn yet the more we do it, the more space we create in our lives for it. Um, you know, the more it becomes just the air we breathe and mm-hmm. what 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 we do without thinking so hard about it too. So that and that was that was one of my goals. And so, um, I and all of all the while, I mean, feeling like I was becoming a more confident, loving parent. Uh, you know, my relationship with my parents, even though our already was very strong. You know, I feel like we've sort of gotten to this much more much much more evolved beautiful existence in in ways that it's really hard to describe but it but we all feel it you know it's like this i i again you let go of your defenses and i think you're more freely able to to love 
and if you feel you also learn who you are as an adult too you know i think if you're used to being a child Mm -hmm. we all have to navigate how we become adult children in our families of origin too and uh so that really blossomed my relationship with my family which are so important to me and you know and then my my job at the same time you know i had some insights into what's working what's not working and how can i continue to grow and so that's that's evolving too so it's it's not like I carve out space for this, uh, you know, during these certain times and then I close the book and then go to my life. It's like throughout my days, I say, oh, I noticed that I'm, you know, cold. I'm going to get a sweater because I'm cold. Like even something as simple as that, I, I have to use the restroom. You know, I'm going to have my front desk call my patient and tell them I'm running 10 minutes late so I can come, you know, take care of my own bodily needs, God forbid. And then come and be a more present person when I'm with them. And so these are the shifts that started in the context of my own life where I started to then come alive and feel like I was being most fully myself. I could be, you know, honest and loving at the same time. This idea of loving, flexible boundaries. I had no idea how inflexible I had become. I was so very protective and rigid and, you know, and that's it's 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 protective, right? Of course, but I think a little flexibility goes a long way. Well, and safety, some... safety brings yeah. that flexibility, right? When you yeah, no, that's safe, right. you're able to be flexible, you're so right. Yes, that's right. That's and right. I... That's right. So that's so I did mastery, and then I mean the whole point of mastery, from my perspective, I mean it's it's you know complex and nuanced and everything, but it's how do we become the master of our own fate, right? What's the, I know you, the, the, the quote, I am the captain of, I, yes, I'm the captain of my soul, the master of my, my soul fate. and master of my fate. Right. Yeah. So when I first heard that, I thought like, that's, how is that? Like, that's a nice sentiment, but like, you know, but how, how could that even be possible? Right. But then through working with you through that time, the, the months that we worked together through mastery, you realize, oh, we have all the tools. It's, it's, you know, it's the, your ship, uh, uh, analogy of, you know, we have our crew, we have our anchor, we have our sails, uh, and the weather is the weather, the weather comes and it goes. And when the weather comes, we adjust our sails. And, and so like all of these things and then really thinking, okay, well, who are, who is in my crew? You know, who are my most dependable people who, you know, what are my sails? What resources do I have? What resources do I need to get to do the things I want to do? And then, you know, you start to think, I started to think about what I would need to do to become a life coach, to, you know, uh, one of my newest goals, which is exciting, is spending one-on-one time with each child because I'm a single parent. And so that sometimes is hard to do. Um, How do I find authentic romantic love in a way that feels good to my soul? And, you know, that honors my unanswerable question, you know, in in the best of ways. And so it's, uh, it's fun. It's really fun. Amazing. So guys, those, our listeners, you can tell why she's special. Like Erica is the most honest, authentic, vulnerable, straightforward, very rare to find people like you, my friend. Thank Uh, you for me though. We are two peas in a pod. (laughs) And I, I I mean, I, I'm so, I, I, I wish you had not had to undergo all of the trials that you did you know i am also so grateful for all the work that you did so that when we met that you could help me with what you learned if that makes sense because i i know i know you suffered greatly as so many of us healers have right 
And, you know, what you have worked out in terms of combining Western and Eastern and your own inner knowing and your psychiatry background and all of it, you know, it's just, it's, it's like something I've never found in any of my, you know, and I'm a seeker. I seek the things, you know, I read all the books. I mean, I have thousands of books and my great books, education, all of it. Um, it's, it's, it's all within your program and your, just your way of your, your, the tools that you've created to navigate this life. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's so, and it's so exciting to be able to, to think, to, to think forward, right. To like create with you and to yes. together because that's, it, it's not done. The work is not done. We are, we are ever evolving and, uh, and, and just always moving forward. That's always Alton, my son. That's his favorite. He was his favorite shirt when he was two. It's always moving forward. I, I, I wish it still fit, but that's, that's what we're doing. We're yes. moving forward, right? Yes. One other person that we can help, one other person that we can share these tools with, one other family that we can impact, one other child that grows up in a different environment because of these tools. That's yes. really the 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 whole point of of this work. So, you know, you alluded to this. So you became a life coach, um, got certified and the this I literally the second you got certified I think I was like Erica 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 can you work now can you can you dance well it was funny because as I was you know because I I I you know I I I remember the conversation we had when I said Kavita I I really want to become a life coach and so we sort of you know made the next immediate steps and I said I'm worried about X Y and Z and that how do we overcome those things so I contacted their customer and I. I found the best life coach school I could and, you know, did tuition and night courses and all of that. And I remember like, and there was a coaching retreat I was going to go to and we talked about it. It was like, well, maybe you could go to the coaching retreat and then decide, or maybe you could just decide. And I just knew in that moment, I was like, I don't need that retreat to decide. I'm doing it. And I signed up that night and I sent you the screenshot. Congratulations. You know, you're in. And I mean, the rest is history. And I remember you said, you know, when you're a life coach, we're going to work together. And I was like, oh, Kavitha, you're so funny. Because <laughs> you were like, wow, I don't even know what that means. I haven't even started yet. And I was like, no, no, it's happening. Wait. I, well, I know. I mean, but it's like, you know, I think sometimes when you have this this thing that feels, I don't want to say too good to be true. That's not it. It's like this dream that is so bright and beautiful. You can't even assimilate it, right? You can't even like take it in yet because you have to get used to the beauty and the the excitement that really could be possible and so you know i i did i i was able to take it in and get excited uh because once i could really truly see it i was like this is absolutely what we're doing and uh and here we are creating the future it's so beautiful yeah amazing amazing so as you guys can tell the story ends with me winning because <laughs> we we got Erica to join us, and she is now our head coach. <laughs> so exciting! Truly, so exciting! So exciting! Oh my gosh! I I just I'm so moved for our future clients and and people who come into our world who will learn from just your being, and then on top of that, your wisdom. Your being is itself a ray of light and then your wisdom on top of that so i'm really i'm almost jealous i'm like ah i wish i could have gotten coached 
<laughs> I might reach out to get coached from you now and then, like I do. Oh, oh absolutely. We'll just go into coaching mode and out of it. And then I love it. Vice versa. I'll say, Kavitha, I did some coaching today. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, you're now our head coach. This is amazing. And we have a whole group of other physician coaches as well that Erica's leading now. And they are all people who are who have done this work, like actually been in the trenches and done this work and seen the power of it in their own lives and in their bodies and in their families, and then felt called to share this with as many other people. Like every single one of our coaches have, has done this work themselves, yeah. part of the programs and all of it. So, and they're all powerhouses that Erica is now going to be sort of chartering the new course for for all of us. So, Erica, anything else that you want to add? I remember um, one time you said to me, uh, there was the earlier insights and then there were some later insights that came as I got distant YR. And is there anything that you want to add there? Yes. So I think, you know, one of, well, one of the earlier insights, which I, I really want to mention is this concept of not abandoning ourselves. And, you know, what does that mean? That can be something small, like, you know, deciding to plow through patients and, you know, suffer ourselves. That is a small abandonment. It can be something larger, like staying in a relationship that's not serving us for too long because we're afraid of hurting someone's feelings or, or the 10 million reasons that we choose to stay in bad situations. And so that concept, I can hear you. This is the thing about this, 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 it just infiltrates in a beautiful way the day to day. Like I can hear you. Do not abandon yourself. Do not abandon yourself. It's like a mantra. And so, you know, now if I even get that inkling, like I'm starting down that path, I just say, whoa, you know, Erica, you're abandoning yourself. Like, yeah, you know, do something different. No, don't abandon yourself. And that's, that's sort of now second nature. So that's one really important uh, thing that I learned from early on in HYR, um, the importance of ritual. I, I, I really, you know, hadn't appreciated that. I remember one of our first exercises in HYR was, you know, picking something to do first thing every morning. And, and I hadn't really had that at that point. I was just starting to meditate regularly. I loved coffee. And so I said, okay, my feet are going to hit the ground. I'm going to make my coffee and meditate. And, and to this day, that is still my very grounding ritual. Every single day I do this. It, my days start out so grounded. It takes five to 10 minutes. It's not something big, but just in, you know, I know that you share that you and your wife have certain rituals that you do, which I think is so beautiful. Sometimes it can feel like so much around us is uncertain, but if we can really in our bodies feel the security of even very small actions, I think that can go a long way. Um, again, very accessible things to do. It's just, you know, implementing them in a, in a supportive community. Um, and then, you know, the the larger, the later insights is really this journey of, of trusting myself. And I, I used to think I just need to learn how to trust so-and-so, or I just need to trust, you know, and part of it was like, I remember for so long, I would ruminate on like, I was trying to find romantic love and, you know, is this person right for me? Are they not? And this and that, and just all this back and forth. And this, you know, it's not even about trusting that person. It's about trusting myself, trusting my voice, that full body. Yes. You know, is it a full body? Yes. Is it, is there some hesitation? If so, why? you know, Erica, you can trust yourself. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you find it difficult to 
trust yourself, even in small decisions. Like I would go to a restaurant, I would get paralyzed by the menu. I don't know why I would, I would say, okay, I either have to look at the menu well ahead of time, or I have to make some decision of something I don't even like because I cannot handle this overwhelm and this, you know, and, and something as little as that, like, no, Erica, like you can trust yourself. You can take five extra minutes. You can, you know, ask for what you need so that you can gracefully move through this, 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 this process of having dinner with somebody you appreciate. So those are like little things, but then the bigger things and the big decisions, you know, relationship decisions, career decisions, you know, just that knowing, like, if it doesn't feel good at a deep level, we all know the answers are within us. Yeah. We just need to draw them out and trust ourselves and learn it's, it's we're not born knowing how to trust ourselves, I don't think, or maybe we are, and then we unlearned it somehow. But uh, but that's been really huge for me in terms of just beautifully living in the present and figuring out the future that I want to create. So I thank you for that. I mean, that's just like just this huge light year, you know, ahead uh, thing that I never really thought I would be able to do. Um, and then, you know, I think that... Um, if there are if there are any reasons why doing something like this is scary, just get them out loud. You know, <laughs> I, I think that it's not any of us on the team. You know, we've all had those same questions, you know, in terms of is this right? Is this not right uh, for me? And there are creative ways to figure things out. This is something that is important to you. Yeah, 100 percent. I love that you mentioned trusting yourself. Because that's, if I could encapsulate HYR, it would be not mm. abandoning yourself. And how, what, what does it mean to trust yourself? Because the, the, the fear isn't that, you know, if we pick the quote unquote wrong thing on a menu that we will somehow die or the world will disappear. It's that we think we can't handle the aftermath of quote unquote an unperfect decision imperfect decision yes right and learning to trust yourself I mean we teach many tools about how to do that but in one short sentence is that you are your home Mm -hmm. and everything else can come and go and there is no right or perfect way to do anything you being with yourself will make everything else okay that's right and it's just um yeah i couldn't have said it better i think trusting yourself it took me forever to learn how to do i didn't even know who i was what i wanted what i didn't want oh yeah that trusting myself with the things that i chose to like or not like at the moment was you know felt really dangerous so yes yes and it's i mean there's a whole i mean you have it all worked out right it's like you know, sitting with your feelings and really understanding the feelings as data and, you know, what are the thoughts? And, you know, that question that you ask, am I coming from a place of love? Sometimes we aren't, sometimes I'm not. And if I'm not coming from a place of love, then I have to just like scratch that and then reorient myself because if I'm not going to make a decision based on love, then that's not any sort of a quality decision whatsoever. So, you know, it's a very structured way of approaching it that then allows us to really hone in and, just be that, be that compassionate, curious, yes. you know, loving witness of ourselves. Because until we can, until we can have that little bit of separation, yes, we can't really do that. And until we can 
we can't do that also until we start healing the wounds from the past, right? Because otherwise we're just going to be in this ping pong of like one trigger to another. So it's like the steadiness of navigating the waters confidently, drawing in all of our resources because we're not doing this alone. And we become our own community for each other in this in this process, right? It's it's a very supportive community with coaching, you know, high level coaching and peer support and everything. Um, but I really think it's that that process of trusting ourselves and it's been very worked out in terms of the very practical ways of rewiring the nervous system to be able to do just that and i mean that's just again more than any other accomplishment and then passing along to my children gosh i mean what what could be better like truly what could be better than that nothing better amazing amazing and you know um Erica, being our head coach, she's also, because you're an OBGYN and uh, REI specialist and all of these things, she's also the go-to person for second <laughs> intimacy issues That's that our clients bring. And she works also um, outside of the program as well with people who are wanting to get some clarity and some movement around sex and intimacy and the and the you know how we, that that area can feel really stuck and rigid and hopeless sometimes for a lot of us. Yes, right? living. Yes, uh, yes, and they yes. And she is uh, she's amazing, guys. She's amazing at what she does. So not only within our program, but separately, if you have just questions or need help around sex and intimacy, where can we find you, Erica? Oh yes, so. Definitely uh, with the the Facebook group. So I'm actively involved in our Facebook group, uh, Emotional Mastery for Female Physicians, and also on the podcast here. So that's wonderful. And we also have some other podcast offerings that are coming out too. So if you want to hear more, you can listen more about our conversations on various topics that are so exciting to us. Um, and, you know, and then if you think that working with me and the rest of the team would be something that interests you, definitely book a call with our team because it's very simple to do. You know, most people uh, find that, you know, that working with us is just a really useful thing. And so if that's something that at all intrigues you, see if this might be a right thing for you and we can help you sort that out. Absolutely. The link to book a call is in the show notes, guys. Um, we have separate groups for female physicians um, and we run the program only for physicians, and then we have separate group for um, women who are career women who are trying to balance work and life and who may not be physicians. Many people who reach out to us are, you know, they're in the IT industry or lawyers or dentists or other healthcare care workers, people who are often in the exhausting, saving the world <laughs> kind of careers and find that they don't have time or energy or the tools to be able to save themselves. So for all of you, feel free to book a call and our team will guide you to the, in the right direction. And that right direction may be working with us. Sometimes it may not be. And if it's not, we'll tell you that too and we'll point you in the right direction because we want you to get the right next step. That's, that's what we want for you. So Erica, Thank you. I could talk to you literally all day. <laughs> I know. Seriously, you are one of my favorite people on the planet. And I just, I seriously am grateful every single day for you, Kavitha, every single day. And my kids too. They quote you 
<laughs> I know. They're like, it's, just, it's just, it's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful alliance and it's just a friendship and just lifelong, lifelong, lifelong friendship. Yes. I'm grateful. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners and all the relevant links are in the show notes. And um, yeah, we'll see you again next week. See you again. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I have a favor to ask. Would you rate and review the show? You may not know this, but ratings and reviews are the quickest way to get the word out so more people can find the show, learn these tools, and maybe get the relief and clarity they're needing. It takes two minutes and it would mean the world to me. Thank you.